Welcome to Small Steps Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordaff, bringing you inspiring stories to help you transform your life one small step at a time. Here at Small Steps Living, we're keeping it real. Kick back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I have my husband, Nick, with me. Thanks for that wonderful introduction, Lisa. <laughs> I didn't say anything, except oh, that you're here. I so know, it's did sarcastic. You, did you want it to be a bit like, the love of my life, the man of my dreams, the best father to our children? Yeah, I mean, keep speaking the truth like that. <laughs> so we thought that we would talk a little bit about what's been happening in our household. So for the last few months, uh, Nick has been working from home just like me. And we've also done a big move into state. And so our family is learning a totally new rhythm. And there's been sort of one thing in particular that I've noticed myself doing that I've started to not do. And we thought we would talk about that and also just the general, I guess I've had to let go of uh, being the one who does all the things. And you'd think that that's easy, happy to, to handball stuff off, but it hasn't actually been as smooth as that, perhaps. Because in Nick was, I mean, he worked. So he would leave the house, get up, have a shower, have his breakfast, leave the house, come back six o'clock for baths and bed. That's that's true, Lisa. Uh, you did say about three or four sentences ago that you got used to being the one that did all the things. Okay, um, you've always been a very hands-on dad. Are you saying... I just think saying all the things can be interpreted um, incorrectly. So I think you should just, um, you know, retract that statement. <laughs> okay. So Nick is an awesome, has has always been, <laughs> I feel like being bossed around right now, but he has yeah, has always been a really hands-on dad. So This is for the record, by the way. So, you know, it can be used in a court of law against me in the future. <laughs> He's laughing off to the side. I hope you guys all know. Um, so, uh, yeah, always very hands-on dad and always really, like, you know, enjoys cooking, so would do that on weekends or, you know, doing the dishes, like always helpful around the house. I didn't have to – it's not like he, he's gone from zero to hero. He was always pretty hands-on, always did the kids' baths, always did – the bits and pieces. And so I never... The leftovers. The bits that I was really over by the end of the day. Yeah. I'm not going to tidy up the kitchen and the kids and the house. No. But anyway, it is a totally different ball game now that we're both around all the time. And I didn't realise that there was something that I used to do. And if you're a parent, you might f- fall into this trap. If you're the parent who does most of the child minding, that I kind of just liked things done in a certain way. For example, um, you know, it would be the weekend. I'd be getting kids into bathers and sunscreen on and Nick would be packing a bag. 
And I'd go and check out that bag and be like, oh, God, I mean, you've, you, there's no snacks for the car in here. I mean, what, were you going to get them ready or what? Yeah, uh, it's like, what were you thinking? It's uh, We're trying to avoid World War Three here, Nick. Um, it's the end of the world because there's no snacks <laughs> in the car. <laughs> but, you know, it is actually, yeah, I just got used to things being done a certain way, like dinner being put out and the vegetables cut in the wrong way could determine whether the children would eat them or whether they wouldn't. Yet I think that's just creating a rod for our own back in terms of, you know, obsessive compulsive children just wanting things a certain way. And so there was always an element of uh, me trying to, things remaining the way that I've done them, thinking I know best, and which can I just say I was spending the most time with the children and I did have things in a rhythm. I knew what needed to be done by when in order to get out of the door or I knew I needed to have something ready for them at afternoon tea time because otherwise, yeah, well, that is World War Three right there. So now doing things together, I thought it could be cool to see how you have kind of felt throughout this, you know, becoming a more regular part of the family rhythm and routine. Um, you know, it's not without its challenges. And, you know, let me just say before we dive right in that, uh, you know, it was a particular type of rhythm when I would head out to the office every day. But if we think about what a rhythm is, we're dancing to the beat of a different drum now um, compared to when a certain drum beat six months ago, but it's still music at the end of the day, just because it's a different drum beat, a different rhythm, it's still bloody music. And that's what I wanted to get across. Uh, explain to me what you mean by that. I just mean that uh, a different drum beat, me being here do, doing things a certain, uh, a different way, yes, it is a different drum beat, but at the end of the day, things are still getting done just in a different way. It's still music. Right. Okay. So music represents our life with three children. Yes. Okay. Children are the instruments and we play them. Okay. So Nick thinks rather creatively and is a storyteller. So hopefully you got that. <laughs> I do now. Thanks. I'm a bit more slightly literal and uh, yeah. So our new drumbeat is that Sometimes you're the one getting the breakfasts ready and doing the lunch boxes and uh, all that. I might be just sneaking in an hour's worth of work or something or washing my hair but not having to get up and do that before everybody else wakes up because you're around. And have you? how have you found mm, my reactions to the way you do things? Um, mostly challenging to be honest with you, Lisa. There are times when I'll pack a lunchbox and, uh, you'll come over and repack it and try and say as nicely as possible, you forgot that, uh, the kids aren't allowed to take peanuts to school and <laughs> well, that's true. It was a rookie she mistake. Like to, she doesn't like cherry tomatoes. 
Yes, and uh, she doesn't like that particular cheese, and he's, uh, you know, a bit sensitive to this type of bread. Yeah, but I, I'm not unkind. No, but the way you sound is quite patronising. So what, <laughs> whether it is or not, that's how I hear it in my head. So there are times when I just throw my hands up and go, well, um, the way that I learn is through my mistakes, but you're not letting me. So F you all, I'm, you know, going for a walk. And this is what I really wanted to talk about is I feel like as uh, women, we create the rods for our own back because in wanting things to be done a certain way, we exclude our partners from taking on more responsibility willingly and happily because it was it's never a problem to do it. The problem comes when I say it's done wrong and I need to let go a little bit more. I... I feel like I am. I have found it hard because I didn't have to negotiate with anyone about any of this stuff. I had my own standards or my own uh, way in which things got done that just kind of worked. It was me and the kids. We were a, we were a unit, and now we've got we've got an extra person on the team all of the time. And it's our family is karma. Our mornings are so different. Our um, everything about our house and the way it's run feels feels different now, and it should because th- there's been a bit of a flip in the way that we do things. But I've been surprised uh, by my reactions to allowing Nick in a little bit more. <laughs> like I've been almost trying to hold on to my role or something, and I've realised that. I've got friends who talk about when they had their babies and, you know, Nick has friends and it's like no one can penetrate that mother-child bond and the dad wants to help and do things but, you know, especially when they're really little and they're totally dependent on us, it's hard. Um, But when do we let go? When do we say now it's time they're okay, they're robust, they're resilient, things can be done a different way and, and, and I don't know, loosen the grip a bit because I feel like it wouldn't be that fun to be told off when you're making an effort, uh, is it? No, it's not and it's a strange, strange world when um, someone is hesitant to give up doing chores. <laughs> I would happily let you vacuum. It's their first house we've had uh, carpet in some rooms. That's a bit boring. You can do that. Mm, and the other day, uh, <laughs> we've gotten into a habit of uh, of me doing the washing mostly. And um, it was a school day and I hadn't hung the washing out from the previous night. And lo and behold, there was a pair of school shorts. Uh, <laughs> Both that, of the school shorts. That were still wet. And so Lisa then found it necessary to say, the washing is your job. I can't believe <laughs> that this, you've let the school shorts be wet before school. 
So my point is that a new <laughs> rhythm is being created and a new expectation is being created and that expectation includes that I own the responsibility of washing now. Now, when did that actually happen? We never spoke about it. There was never a contract written up. It's just strange how a new rhythm is being formed. Yeah, it is strange and it's taking a lot of negotiation and it's taking a lot of uh, self-awareness, I think, uh, you know, and I'm sure we will probably share more about, uh, I guess, you know, how it's working between, or, you know, I see, I see Nick all day, every day, most of the time now, which is cool, but then brings on a new set of, I guess, not issues. I don't want to say issues, but yeah, I mean, we flipped the way we do life. I've noticed that I have a tendency and I have had a tendency over all these years to kind of martyr myself as the one who's doing everything. And now I have someone who's totally in my corner, who always has been actually. And, uh, and I then can often, and I know that other, that some of you guys do this too because I see all the small steppers like, oh, my husband took the kids to McDonald's or, you know, did something like that. And and we find it hard to let go and we find it hard for things to be a way that we don't think they should be or we know how things are going to affect the kids or we just want to keep the routine because we don't want to be annoyed with, you know, tired kids and all that kind of stuff. But if what I've seen is anything to go by, the more empowered the non-majority with the children parent feels, then the better for everyone. And Nick is right. The kids need things to be done a different way sometimes. They, I, can, I absolutely fall into traps of just doing the same stuff over and over again, even if it's not working particularly well. So it's really refreshing having someone else's eyes in our week, but uh, we'll keep navigating this. Hmm. We'll keep experimenting and seeing how it's going, but this is just a, a call to take a small step to let go a bit when you can. Yeah, th thank you, Lisa. Let, let go when you can. I'll give you another example. <laughs> <laughs> Not more. Well, this one incriminates me a little bit because, you know, at the end of the day, I... I look at the kids' clothes and I'm, I'm a little bit less inclined to throw things oh, in the wash. This drives me nuts. But here I am trying to save a load of washing, so I'll essentially <laughs> put things back in the drawer. And, of course, I'll put things back in the wrong drawer, um, so there are piles of clothes that are mixed up. But, you know, we've got a, a three-year-old and a five-year-old and they're both girls and it's very hard to differentiate <laughs> underwear size. <laughs> it's so easy. Oh, kills me. Do you know what kills me? When he's like, oh, this isn't dirty and puts it back in the drawer, dirty. I don't want to be taking out dirty clothes. He'll be like, it's just a little bit around the, the cuffs. Uh, yeah, that means it needs a wash. It doesn't in my books, and uh, the, the, the oceans are filled with tiny, tiny lint particles because I think we do washing far too often. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There is our, that is the real life stuff that's going on. Me going, okay, I've just got to breathe through this. All right. She's going to kinder uh, with a, 
a top she wore three days ago that's a bit dirty and she had blueberries. Okay, um, rolling with it, letting go. And it's not easy. It's not easy for anyone, but hey, the the alternative I think is you know is worse. You doing consistent walks around the block to cool down because I've blown my top because of things. That's not living a fun life. So hopefully, uh, you might want to take a little small step, release a bit of control, let someone else do something, even if it's your kids. They won't do things the way that you want them to be done, but we have to, for our own sanity and for our own life enjoyment, I think um, letting go. I know it's hard for you A-type personalities, but uh, you'll get there. Now, I did just want to remind you before we cut off, are you registered for the Small Steps Breakfast Challenge? This is going to be five days of awesomeness and you really don't want to miss it, especially if you've got a bit of breakfast shame going on or you need some refreshing ideas or you don't realize how simple it can be to eat whole foods for breakfast like every single day. I will help you and we're going to have an awesome time. It's kicking off Sunday, 26th of November. So make sure you're signed up. The link is in the show notes or on the blog if you are um, listening to it from there. So thank you, Nick. Thanks, Lisa, and God bless Dirty Clothes. (laughs) Signing off. For more inspiration, interviews, and know-how, head to smallstepsliving.com. Small Steps Living, inspiring your best life, One small step at a time.